and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Hello. Hello. Yo, yo, yo. Mm. And uh, they'll be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landron, our fighter cleric, and our half-orc barbarian, Dick Fate. And, uh... I'm actually joined by someone else today as well, because we have a very special guest. Welcome the uh, great and powerful Paul Parnell of the Necropodicon podcast, uh, <laughs> podcasting network, and the Sons of the Fathers podcast. Hello, yay! That's me. I'm here. Oh, it's currently 5am for me, so... Oh my yeah. goodness, yep. is it really? <laughs> yes, it is. My commitment to you guys. See, ma- See, massive Flo, respect, dude. Flo, yeah. this is what I tell you, right? Commitment. Commitment <laughs> is 5 a.m. Oh. recording. I'm actually going to be replacing all three of you. Sorry. That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Because I get Very up at five. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. There we go. No, no, I'm not going to do any more impressions. Uh, <laughs> uh, now, I suppose we should recap what's been going on, because lots of fun things have happened so far as we've jumped straight into the third arc of our little story here. And in the last session that everyone uh, heard, our players went to Varric Spire to check in on the mages and see what they were up to and tell them very, very bad news that you hoped they kind of knew about, but they were maybe less informed than you'd hoped. As uh, you met uh, Amon Jahal, the man who is effectively the uh, master of uh, Solara, kind of the person who taught her everything she knows and then sent her off into the world, he seemed amicable and wanted to help, but he is embroiled in quite a bit of uh, magical tower politics. You know, lots of fun and wizardry. He said that to kind of convince Vorik Spire to help you all, you're going to have to convince his co-council members. And two of them are very ardently against uh, admitting that the Illuminated are alive and basically destroying the world. And maybe the third one might be able to be convinced, and she's actually the only one in the tower. So he brought you to one Mistress Alia, and it turned out to be an old friend of yours, didn't it? It did. In a way. Yeah. Uh, maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that was the big question. Was it an old friend of yours, or was it not? As she looked identical to our old friend the Crimson Tongue, our horrifying, cultist-leading, dark-ritual-doing monster of a... Uh, Arc 1 villain, who you haven't seen in a while in person, but you have been keeping tabs on. And yes, it was very surprising to see her face, but uh, you're not 100% convinced, I think, either way, whether that was her or not. Uh, yeah, sort no. of left. Pr- pr- pretty much. I mean, we were we had a bit of a good idea because we um, tried to get um, or we, we got our kind of magical Sending Stone Scry job done on her. And it showed that the Crimson Tongue was not where we were. Yes. So, unless some kind of weird, tricksy fucking magic that Tommy knows nothing about uh, is going on where she can appear to be in two places at once, we had a a fair suspicion. But it didn't help that perhaps we weren't very nice to her and also she seemed a bit standoffish and a little bit cold to us. So it really wasn't a great sort of situation anyway. You did break her door. I did not. the perfect entrance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, 
Uh, you'd like to think he's learned his lesson from that, but he really hasn't. No, <laughs> not even slightly. <laughs> <sighs> and she still wants you to pay back that 1500 gold for the trap that you sprung as well. So, you know, yeah, come, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get right on that. Yeah, you better. Well, all that said and done, you left Vorik Spire with the idea that you were going to get to, well, Teatris, which is, has been your plan anyway, but now with an added little extra incentive that if you could recruit Sophia's dad into testifying before the council, you might be able to swing some votes into uh, bringing the mages on board to uh, be your allies, because Maximilian Landrin, Sophia's dad, well, he's had direct dealings with the Illuminated, and he looks like the sort of man who might keep records of things and detailed notes. So... Maybe he can uh, sway them to your favor or hand over some stuff that might uh, count as evidence. So you got back in your airship after a quick stop off to the quartermaster and you are on your way to the town known as Ridgethorn, which is basically a port town, pretty much the, the last bit of uh, civilization before you hit the ocean and then go across to the island of Teatris because the quartermaster told you that there is someone in Ridgethorn who might be able to help you as you've learned that Teatris is really difficult to get to, because not only is it an island, so, you know, you needed a ship of some form, you've got an airship, great, but it's surrounded by some sort of mist or fumes or something that seems to cause a horrifying disease. It also seems to prevent magical teleportation on and off the island, else you would have just uh, plane shifted your way there. So he points you in the direction of someone called Esmeralda, who apparently lives in Ridgethorn. And, yeah, time to go find her and uh, see if she can help you out. So I guess let's kick off. You guys are on your airship and you are approaching the town of Ridgethorn, which from the air, a small to medium sized town looks relatively... Uh, not quite run down, but it's not exactly prosperous, I'd say. So it seems to be a kind of mid-sized fishing village almost, rather than a proper town. But uh, that's your guess from the air as you guys are floating in. Okay. Um, what do the streets look like? Have they got cobbles? Uh, yes. Ah, Tommy's going to be very happy. Mm. I, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I miss cobbles, man. <laughs> no, where are the trees? Fuck trees. I hate trees. <laughs> Is there all like put down for the boats? Yes, oh. excellent. Even better. <laughs> no, need trees. I want, I want to touch some stone walls. I want to walk on some cobbled streets, and I want to feel a little bit like home. You want to piss against the building rather than um than a tree. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. It, a bit 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 class here, isn't it? Really. Let's be honest. Not <laughs> pissing in the middle of the street. Yeah. So it's something only city folk can do. You know. The little things in life, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I guess, I guess, I mean, unless anyone wants to do anything before we get there, unless we want to just spend the entire episode dicking about on the ship. Um, so it's, it, was, it was entirely pointless for Paul to come here. Um, <laughs> let's, um, <laughs> I, let's make it way I, down. I the one thing I wanted to do. Go for it. Those books that I found in the library, Cookson. Yes. I assume I still have those. You do indeed. You stole them from the library. Excellent. I want to show them to the floating head, like the brain, to Matthias. Okay. Oh, uh, didn't you also want to show them to Tommy because there was something in a language you couldn't read to? I think that's... Yes, I yes, I did. Tommy, Tommy first, yes. All right. Okay. 
Um, so if he can read it, then I might not need to take it to the other guy. <laughs> yeah, go on. So, uh, Tommy, I guess you are approached by uh, our half-orcish friend with a couple of books in his hand. Uh, yeah, but Tommy can't read. Fuck off, Sophia. <laughs> it's all right, Tommy. It's all right. Jump, jump. If we start with the alphabet, yeah, then maybe we could get on to, I don't know, you know, do, do you want to start with the alphabet? Phonics, you know, we could go with phonemes and and you got to do the song. The do you guys e? have the song in the UK? What's what song? The sounding song they do in primary school here. You've got to you learn all what the different letters sound like. Oh no, we're gonna have to hear this. Don't have that. I'm just talking gibberish to everybody. <laughs> we're gonna have to. Hear I don't this remember now. the song. I don't remember it, but it's oh, just you, like you uh, built a hope uh, now. Come on, you come on. Do, you we... know, to. I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been many years. But I, I was hoping you would know this would be a funny bit. Paul's going to shut up now. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have to this up after the show because I, 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 want, I want to hear the, the, the sounding song. Uh, maybe maybe, maybe it's a thing, but it wasn't a thing when we were kids in the UK. Back then, they just used to like shout at you and make you sing a b c d e <laughs> you know if you if you, if you if you can't read they just gave you some riddling and like um... <laughs> <laughs> just slap a cricket bat in your hands and just yeah. have you get out there. Pretty, pretty much yeah yeah yep. yeah i yes. so anyway yeah after we finish ribbing toby finish ribbing me Good. No, Good. A no. Yes. is for apple. <laughs> <laughs> I swear we could do this. Like a, like we could do it for D and D. Like A is for alchemy. Didn't, didn't we do that for like weapons and spells and stuff? As yeah. Any, anyway, yeah, let's. Sh- sh- should, we, should we continue on with the pod? <laughs> I mean, be nice. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm losing my fear of thought. Yes. Uh, Tommy, yes. Um, interesting. I went to the library when we were at the Spire and I saw these books um, because I think they may be useful. But unfortunately, she's written a language that I cannot read. So before I ask the floating brain, I thought I would ask you if you can read it. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a pretty good idea, to be honest, because the less we tell the floating brains, probably the best uh, right now. Okay, well, seeing as I can fucking read, let's have a look. Uh, we use comprehend languages as my as I comprehend what is in front of me. Hopefully, okay. So Dick hands you a book that, when you open up and kind of skim through a little bit, you see is a book on the Shadowfell, and it is, as I said when uh, Dick picked it up, it's kind of a almost handwritten accounts and very, very, very detailed, but from a very personal perspective. Um, not quite as academic as you might expect, considering where the book came from, but it's certainly written by someone who was knowledgeable, in fact, extremely knowledgeable. This looks like maybe someone's like expedition journal almost. And as Dick points you to the bit that he couldn't read, which was just on the back, inside the back cover, you see a small symbol of the capital letter I with these three tentacles wrapped around it, almost lifting up like the little candle wicks at the top. and Surrounding that was uh, some letters that, Tommy, before your eyes begin to shift and you are able to read them. And it just says, to illuminate the darkness, Azrahim. Ah, fuck, you know. Well, looks like the A-man wrote this then. Um, Yeah, to illuminate the darkness, A-man. 
<laughs> and I'm, I'm going to kind of point as I as I go around to say what each what each bit says to me, just like as, as I was reading it out slowly. So yeah, so I look at Dick Fate like, well then, he's uh obviously because well before he uh, took up his current role, he was a bit of a travel writer apparently. <laughs> Trying to be the next Bill Bryson, something. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh that's an interesting theory, but uh, maybe. Maybe it was just his, maybe not written by him, maybe owned by him. But uh, it does beg the question why this was in that library. Yeah, I mean, flicking through the rest, it doesn't seem particularly arcane or something they'd be all that interested in. I guess it just tells you a bit about the Shadow Fell, but... Does the second book say anything different? Dunno, there's a second book? You have been busy, mate. Uh, the second book didn't have any writing around it, so it was just the symbol. Ah, well, it looks you would guess written by the same person. Looks like a, in the sense. Looks like a symbol is um, well, symbols uh same same one in it, illuminated. I'm guessing. I'm guessing mm. if we if we keep an eye out for that symbol, we might find more illuminated stuff. Though yes, whether it's just yeah. whether it's just Azrahim's specifically, or whether it's the um, oh fuck, I said it. Oh well, whether it's, his, whether it's a man or whether it's um, like the whole clan of them's symbol, I don't know. Interesting. But oh, don't worry, I'm just know. noting down whenever you've said it. It's fine. Cool. Oh shit! <laughs> Thanks, at least we know there's nothing uh, untoward written in the books themselves. I uh, I think it might be prudent to see what the brain knows about the. A man, as you call him. Yeah, maybe. I mean, unless there's any kind of magical way of hiding stuff. I mean, there used to be the old, um, the old trick of lemon juice that we what, used some... occasionally. Yeah, like you know, it's simple, simple shit. But like the, um, surely like mages have got other ways to hide runes or words within books, and perhaps that symbol's a an indication that more is. Hidden to the right person looking. Lara, or... do you know anything? Can um, you think of a way guessing, of hiding? I'm guessing you, you, you've wandered over then, have you, to, to join us? Or have you been with us all the time? I've been with you the entire time I was ribbing you about your lack of reading skills. Oh, uh, yeah. True. It's true. Um, sure, so Lara can wander over and just go, um, well, I mean, it could contain something secret. I don't know. I mean, as to why it was there, well, we know he attended the academy he was probably a either a teacher or an archmage there before everything happened before he left and formed the illuminated outside the tower it was probably just mixed in with the other books and was lost to time i suppose that would be my guess so he did he definitely form it outside the tower well i think the group started within the tower but they sort of broke away was my understanding uh. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know. It just just strikes me as something very innocuous to belong to such a um, massive threat as he is. I don't know. I guess everyone else has their their kind of light reading, but I seems a bit weird. What language is it written in? Uh, it's written in common normally, like the rest of the books in common. Oh, it, yeah. It's just that last bit, was it? Just that last bit, yeah. and Sophia looking at it, it means nothing to you. Hmm. And I'm guessing, even though Tommy can read it, doesn't know necessarily 
what language it's written in? Uh, I don't think so with comprehend languages. I don't... No, doubt it. No, I guess. Yeah, I guess that would be too convenient, wouldn't it? It just t- tells yeah. you, like, um, yeah. I don't know, like uh, uh, draconic subs or something when you click on it. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. So uh, with comprehend languages. Yeah. For the duration, you understand the literal meaning of any spoken language you hear. You also understand any written language that you see, but you must be touching the surface of which the words are written. Um, the spell doesn't decode secret messages in a text or glyph, such as an arcane sigil, that isn't part of a written language. You are literally, you know literally what it says. You don't know anything else. All right. Well, let's, should we go and speak to uh, Bloaty Bray, man? <laughs> Yes, well, yeah. if you wish, I can take it to the brain and you guys can arrange our safe passage. Well, Tommy, I... what new um, He's not going TV to cause can... any trouble. He's a brain. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wander down with you and the, the others can uh, can arrange the passage. I want to hear, hear what he has to say. Sounds like a plan. Sure. Cool. Right, so so you two are going to um, Matthias and the rest of the people are disembarking? Yes. Okay. Are we going uh, without you? Are we splitting the party? Well, I was, I was, I was, I was going, going to say, going to say, you guys can like dock up and get everything sorted first of all. Yeah. And then, I mean, it depends how long we're talking to him. I can't imagine we're talking to him for all that long. Probably not. Yeah. So you two head down to Matthias, our resident brain in a jar, and he uh, bubbles as he is wont to do as the pair of you approach. Um, what do you say to him? Uh, Matthias, yes. Um... I thought you might get a bit bored down here, so I brought you some light reading and uh, a couple of things that I'm quite interested in. And I was wondering if, um, well, you might be able to tell me a little bit more about the symbols and the writing on the last pages. Because uh, if you remember, when I was in the library, I got him like a really big book. Yeah, you did. did on, yeah. I think it was on yeah. insect anatomy. Yep. Yes. <laughs> the biggest book you could find. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to. However it is, pass him the big book and the two other books so that he can look sure. at the symbol on the back. Can I say, before you tell us how it works, I'm just imagining it's like one of those library return things when you have to return something out yeah. of hours. You just open a big big thing, <laughs> dump it in the chute, and it goes ka-chunk, like that. And that's, that's how he gets it. It, it is, uh, it's pretty similar to that. So you hold up the book to his uh, brain cylinder tube and he kind of bobs around a little bit. And then suddenly a, a slot opens up below it for you to put the book into. Nice. Uh, which one? You're shoving the insect anatomy book in? I'll put the... I'll go with the, the, the ones that I'm interested in first. The uh, the one with the writing first, and then the other one. Okay. He takes both of them, and he goes silent for a moment. He didn't say anything. And then suddenly, the cylinder kind of lights up with that sickly green glow, and he goes, Hmm, well, those were an interesting read. I can't say I've ever frequented either of those realms, but actually, no. <laughs> the Shadowfell I'm not familiar with, but this far realm, that sounds quite familiar. I think your scholar here was talking about the Dreamlands, where I was unfortunately a captive for a short while. So the Dreamlands, they are like a real place then? Because I was never 100% sure about that. I was oh, always yes. talking about when, when Rogar was going off about going off to Dreamlands. I mean, I thought it was just like he was having a kip. <laughs> no, 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 no. They are indeed real. A plane of thought and a mix of consciousnesses, both 
spawned from this realm and many others, and I was there for a short time. That's where I met Rogar, in fact. And this scholar who wrote this book either traveled there or certainly was given quite a bit of information about it. Interesting. You've read a lot of books, I'm guessing, in your time, probably more than perhaps anyone else. Does he, uh, when you keep saying the scholar, do you have any idea who it might be? Does he write like anyone else? Hmm. I don't, can't say I'm familiar with the prose, but I will say they certainly seem very knowledgeable, very learned. They have a style of someone who was certainly very detailed. This account of the Shadowfell is quite interesting. It looks like it was written by someone who went there on multiple occasions, poured over every bit of information they could, and tried to learn as much about the realm as possible. The book on, as he calls it, the Far Realm, well, that one is less detailed, but it's certainly taken from a uh, knowledgeable position of extra planar activity. No, I don't know the author, I'm afraid. So, um, so the, uh, the symbol on the, uh, back pages and the, the, uh, the writing you, that means nothing to you. You've not seen that before. I can't say I've seen the symbol before, but the writing is, um, well, it's a language known as Aklo, not a common one. Definitely not to this realm anyway. Who, uh, who speaks Aklo or what realm? Hey, from um, denizens of the far realm of the dreamlands some of those creatures speak it it is a language of occult significance words of power those such things certain entities would converse in such a language the migo for example know it well interesting and you were uh, you don't recognize the name then Azrahim? No, no, I'm afraid I'm not familiar with that. Can I insert check him? Certainly can. <laughs> How do you insert check in a brain? I don't know. Does, like... <laughs> How does he barb? <laughs> yeah. It's a 20. 20? Nice. Yes, not natural, but still good. No, dirty 20. You think he might be lying to you? Oh, for fuck's sake. That's a surprise. Oh, mate, I'm not being funny, but the uh, the the deal we made was you came onto our ship, we helped you out, we we rescued you, we took you on board and stuff. Uh, in return, you were going to tell us as much as you could about everything. Now, I'm I'm a man as well, a brain as learned as you has got to come across that name before. Let's not piss about. Oh, I suppose I can't get one past you now, can I, Tommy? Well, Mr. Hawkins, yes, that name does ring the slightest of bells. I heard it spoken by my former captors. Those Mego creatures seemed familiar with him. They mentioned him a few times. They seemed to think he was some sort of conduit for their god, a champion of sorts, perhaps, or certainly someone who was helping them in this realm. Almost an honoured name they gave upon him. I'm going to follow that up with a second insight because I want to see if that's all he knows. And that's a 21. Mm. I'm getting the rolling in early today. Yeah. <laughs> that seems more accurate. You know that he was 
to a degree, a captive of the Migo. They're not going to share that much information with him, but it seems like he's telling the truth there. I, I, is Dick interested in what Tommy thinks of that, or or are you are you also thinking? Dick, uh, Dick believes the brain in the jar. Dick does doesn't really want him to say the name again. That's for sure. <laughs> True that. Um, but Azrahim. Uh, let's no uh, say Azrahim. Let's let's just uh, let's just tone it down with a name. Um, That's just a man's name. I don't know what's so wrong about saying Azrahim. It's an entity's Look, name, uh, and surely you know more than any of us that words have power. Ah, uh, yes, I suppose they do. Mm. Well, brain, you've been most useful. Uh, I'm going to give him the big insect one. Ah. Have, have, a, have, a, have a read of this. Peruse at your leisure. Okay. Then uh, you drop the insect book in, and he seems quite happy. We, do we need to feed him at all by any chance? Don't seem to. The liquid inside the chamber seems to sustain him. Okay, because I was, I, was, I was kind of imagining us dropping like fish food in the top and him bobbing around. <laughs> um. <laughs> like in Futurama? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like Nick, like Nick, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but you know, a, a man can dream. Cool. I think I, I, I'm Tommy's pretty pretty much done there. I guess unless Dick, you've got any other questions for him? No, Dick is uh, Dick is happy uh, with with how this conversation has gone. He can't say he expected much greater to come from this. I'm, I, Tommy's a little bit surprised. That that's all he knows about the A man having been such a, uh, uh, a I don't know. He 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 wants knowledge so much that he's become a brain in a jar, and he has so much arcane knowledge that he really doesn't hasn't come across him before. That's kind of surprising, but hey, maybe he did seem legit, and Tommy was listening super hard. I mean, <laughs> want to get the books off him again rather than let him. I've just swallowed the books. No, Dick. Uh, Dick remembers the symbol quite well. If he sees it again, he will draw it out. They, 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 they weren't. They weren't take whatever is required. Yeah, they, they were. They weren't super interesting. The the actual content of the books, we kind yeah. of glanced through it. But I mean, also, I'm guess I'm guessing if we come along and like say, "Yo, can I have that book back?" I'm guessing he would give it back to us. Mm. I, w- mm-hmm. I would assume he would give it back. And plus, like you say, the the actual texts were not interesting. What was interesting was the the thing the, the symbol on the back and does he recognise it? Has he seen it often? No. Yeah. Recognises the name, but other than hearing the Migo talk about them, it, I mean, it, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna roll much better than that. So I'm pretty confident he's told us what he knows. Mm. Um, Let's um, should we should we fuck off the ship then? Yes. In the nicest yes. possible way. So while you two were talking to uh, Matthias down there, Sophia, Rurik, and Solara were kind of pulling up the airship just outside the town, close enough that you guys get a bit of a, a view. And uh, Sophia, this certainly isn't the most prosperous town. It looks like a town that maybe at one point was, but has started to fade away a little bit. Mm-hmm. Typical kind of fisherman's place, like you see lots of fishing nets, boats under repair. You see a lot of fishermen wandering around with, you know, nets and uh traps and things like that you uh generally you get a sense that mm, the best days of ridge thorn are behind them 
um, not too far away from the sort of entrance to the town, which isn't exactly fortified or anything. You can pretty much walk straight in. You see what looks like a tavern, a swinging sign just outside of it has a very sad looking fisherman on it, holding a fish, and it reads with the name Fisherman's Lament. Yeah, appropriate. Mm. Yeah. I mean, last time I went into a strange town, I wanted to buy property, so um, I'm going <laughs> to try and just go to the tavern. What do you think, guys? Should we just go right there and then come back and not get involved the first time in we went to a tavern? You know, yeah, that was pre-pod. That was pre-pod. Was it? I'm going to yeah, try and chat somebody up and then kill them. It, 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 it didn't go well. It was possibly the worst chat up line in history. I Seeing don't know how to chat people up. I've been with Matt for 11 years. I don't know what it's like to be single. I'm going to blame <laughs> it on that and the dice. I also, I also think that Sophia probably doesn't know how to be single anyway, being raised. That's true in, as well. In, in I was chatting up a man as well, wasn't it? Uh, yes, and yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Sophia may, may never have chatted up a man before either. <laughs> one experience definitely soured her. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's, there's nothing else really in this little podunk town once, once Tommy's um, stumped on the cobbles a bit and had a wee. So... <laughs> yeah, t- get get to the pub. Pub. Yeah, we've got pub? we've got a fu- pub. Pub, pub, pub. Esmeralda. That is the woman you are looking for. Yes. Mm-hmm. So as you guys walk into the town, um, you get a better look at the people here. Mix of all sorts, mostly human, from what you can see. But you do notice that a few people don't look great. A little bit pale, and you see a couple of the fishermen that are stood a little bit down the road from the tavern. I've got this kind of terrible hacking cough that's... Uh, it doesn't sound healthy, put it that way. But uh, I recommend they have some vitamin C and <laughs> some sunlight. Yeah. Well, well I'm getting you know harder what? now that the sky is faintly green and who knows what's going to happen to the sun. You know what? <laughs> T- Tommy, Tommy's going to wash his hands. He's going to pull up his bandana around his mouth. You know, he's going to limit contact to strangers and, um, <laughs> you know, uh, Mikey distance in a social way. Yeah, like, something, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you go into the tavern then. Um, with the anti-back wipes, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wipe your hands down. Yeah, with the door exactly. Handle. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. So you enter the tavern and it's the sort of tavern you expect to be in a small, smallish town. It's not super well equipped, but it looks welcoming enough. You see a fire roaring at the back of it. You see a decent sized bar with quite a few drinks behind it. A uh, older gentleman's behind the bar serving drinks. And it's a little uh, quiet, but there are a few people in. You see over to your left, there's a table with a couple of farmers sat at it. You see in the back corner, a uh, young woman with her hood slightly raised, kind of leaning back against the window, nursing a small drink. And you see an older woman sat at the bar, chatting to the barkeep. Should we, should we get some drinks in? I mean, first things first. We probably should help the local economy by purchasing something. Okay. Like the pub itself. <laughs> you are hey, Dick, where's all this pub? money you've got? Yeah. Dick does not have the money, but you told me off pod you do. 
<laughs> Let's uh, go on and I'll get the first round in. What's everyone after? Point, point, point. Elven wine. Dick is well rather partial to brandy. <laughs> right. <laughs> and a cigar. Okay. Uh, Solara? Uh, I'll, I'll take some Elven wine if it's going. Rorick? Uh, I'll, I'll have a beer, lad. Good man. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll go up and I will relay the order to the barkeep. Okay. Yeah, kind of, all... yeah, go on. Okay. Uh... No, no, okay, Karen, Karen. I was, I was, I was gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to ask him about um, the first one we're supposed to be meeting in a minute, but I'll wait till he's poured the drinks first. Sure, sure, sure. So um, the barkeep comes over and is, uh, nods to you and goes, "Well met, travellers. What can I uh, do for you?" Right, son. Uh, can I get two pints, please? A brandy. Uh, you got any elven wine? Sure. I, I, I kind of, I, I kind of, or, or elven inverted commas wine. <laughs> he gives you a a, a big wink and goes, "Aye, elven wine." Yeah, no, I said two of them, then please as well. All right, and he uh, takes a moment, kind of brings out some spirits, pours you a few pints, and uh, you think he served you brandy? Doesn't look the nicest you've ever seen, but it'll probably do. And the uh, elven wine just looks like typical, common, cheap wine that uh, you'd get anywhere. And uh, he pushes it all across to you. Uh, that'll be about 50 silver, I think. 50? Back now, all right. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll root around in my pockets for a bit to come up with the um, with the coin. Yeah, uh, we're supposed to be. Well, we were. Uh, well, we advised to uh, to meet someone called Esmeralda here. She's uh, supposed to be that's know her way around uh, the uh, the watery ways of these parts, and we were looking for a, a guide or some advice. Hmm. Tommy, do me a perception check. Okay, that's a uh, twenty-five. Nice. 25. Mm. Yeah, I mean that's one thing that Tommy's normally like generally good at. Yeah. There isn't much. When you say the name Esmeralda and say that you're looking for her, you do notice that the barkeep's eye suddenly shoots just to the right to the older woman who sat at the bar. Do you ah. say anything? Oh, and uh, so how'd you uh, come to know uh, Esmeralda? Uh, we were uh, we, we were we were nearby at the at the spire. Uh, a uh, kind of mutual acquaintance led her in her direction. That's all. But um, I think you've. Uh, Perhaps said enough. Can I uh, can I roll a, a, a perception for a hearing? Uh, you can indeed. Is Esmeralda actually a man? That's a twelve for That's your 12, perception. Yes. Oh, fantastic. You're not too far away, but so with a twelve, you do hear your name mentioned with this uh, group of rather peculiar-looking uh, people who've just come into the bar. And if you cast your eye in that direction, you see a Rather, how would you describe Tommy? Grizzled at this point, you know, it's, uh, yeah, not the most uh, pleasant-looking dude. Yeah, pr- 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 pretty, pretty, pretty grizzled. I mean, clothes. He's he's, he's had a bit of a clean-up on the airship, but clothes are still well worn and um, kind of uh, r- rugged and um, cl- clear, clearly not a uh, not a civilian. Someone who's incredibly well armed. Mm. Yes, you do notice that all the people who've just walked into the bar are all brandishing weapons. You see this uh, man who's asking at you at the bar. You see a woman stood nearby him in uh, quite uh, well-equipped armor and with a bow strapped across her back. 
You see a um, dwarf gentleman who is in quite heavy armor with another large uh, hammer strapped across his back. But you do note that both of them seem to be brandishing uh, religious iconography on them. And there is a almost naked half-orc stood at the back of them, just wearing a long leather duster to uh, hide whatever shame he may or may not have. But now, can the half-orc read <laughs> is the important he... thing. The half-orc is currently the smartest of all of them. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so, so due, due, to, due to one of those, those, those perfect little things, what, what, did you, what did you get that was um, that gives you intelligence? Oh, it's the, the headband of... Headband of intellect, isn't it? That's it, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I'll so, put so... the sounding song away then. Um, <laughs> he doesn't need that. But I would like to slowly down my drink place it on the counter, and crotchety as I am, old and crotchety, I think that's the right word, um, tired with every movement, I want to push out my stool and then walk across uh, to the man who's speaking to the to the bartender. I want to nod to the bartender, put up a, a finger to as, a, as a, another drink. Hmm... Um, Yes, I am Esmeralda. What is a strapping young lad like yourself doing in these parts? Well, Tommy's immediately going to take strapping as a massive compliment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> already puffed his chest up a little bit more. Uh, oh, I guess you're Esmeralda then? Uh, yes. Mm. Uh, me and my uh, colleagues here, uh, we are actually agents. Um, but that's a long story. We'll get to that later. Uh, are we? in interested in uh, making our way across to uh, the islands nearby, but we hear that there's perhaps it's not the most hospitable of journeys. And a uh, mutual acquaintance, a quartermaster at the Spire, uh, pointed us in Holt. your direction. His name was Holt. Uh, pointed us mm. in your direction. Do you have any proof of this story? Oh shit! Shit! There was something. There was something he gave me. Um, I mean, let me and I ch start taking things out of my pockets, trying to find it. And uh, so, several daggers and potions. Um, I've got some teeth. I don't know whose teeth they were. Um, uh, and I find the keychain that Holt gave me. Uh, and I said, yeah. "Hey, I got it! I got it! This is it. Mm. This is from Holt." Can I, I would like to uh, reach out to uh, to grab and inspect it. Yep, there you are. Hmm. Can I roll a uh, what would that be? A perception or a, or do I just would I would I know if this is genuine? Uh, you can give it a quick investigate. Uh, see if it uh, looks real to you. It's a uh, it's a little uh, metal One. sculpture of Vorix Spire. Uh, Eleven. Eleven. You're not a hundred percent certain. You think it probably is real, like. Who else but Holt would make something this tacky? Mm. Uh, we, we, we're going to want that back, by the way, as a souvenir. Um, just saying. Mm. I really I'm like it. Hand it back and keep my eye on the teeth. These teeth. <laughs> do you have much need for these? No. Do, do you want them? I would quite like them. I'm not sure if they're human or. No, no idea. No idea. I'm going to just slowly reach to grab them. It's rare to come across teeth like this in such a circumstance. Uh, you a collector or something? 
You could call me that. Okay. Uh, oh, right, I'm well, glad make we potions help. and cockotations for the local townsfolk. You don't uh, know what will come in handy. Okay. And teeth are hard to come by, for you must either have the strength to kill for them, or the stealthiness to rob them from a grave. I have neither. Well, if we come across any more and we're heading back in this direction, uh, yeah, we can uh, definitely hook you up. Uh, do, do you pay normally? Obviously, this is a goodwill gesture free of charge and all that, but, uh, you know. What, do, do I have any money on me? I just, I realize I don't know. I'd say you'd certainly have a few gold on you. You are uh, someone who trades regularly, so I'll say... All right. On your person, uh, I'd say total, you'd probably have probably a few hundred gold stashed away, but how much you want to have of that on your person, it's up to you. All right, well, I, I want to say I've... Uh, I nod to where the teeth were, and there's two gold there. Um, one gold per tooth. Nice. Okay, well, look, like, like I say, I mean... I'll look at the guys. I don't have a massive need for them, but every now and then. Okay, are there other kind of uh, body parts? Not that I'm starting like a trade or anything, but you know, we uh, a lot of um, you know, we're, we're nice people, but a lot of people try and kill us. No, I understand. I understand. And Callumpole would not look kindly on us robbing them from graves. So no, these are these are from. This is my predicament as well. It is hard to come by such curative properties while remaining on the good side of those who care. Well, I mean, you know, you give us a shopping list, you give us some prices, maybe we're passing back this way, maybe we have a shipment for you. Mm, yes, we can discuss that another time. However, for now, I am more interested in your... She puts the teeth in her pocket. I am more interested in your interest in making it to the island. What business have you there? It is not a friendly journey. It is not a friendly homestead. I, I kind of look around our surroundings and go, is this a uh, particularly gossipy tavern? Is this something we should have a conversation away from uh, pioneers? Hmm. Not so much. However, I do have a place. If you would like to follow me, yeah, I kind of not not look to the others to see what their take is. Well, considering we, she has well, we are very very armed, and it seems like an old woman. Yeah, seems, an old woman but yeah. buying teeth. Yeah, <laughs> seems, <laughs> seems seems yeah, no. is always the case. But yeah, um, I mean, I mean, she, we do need her. We, we, we well, I, I guess I will look at your hesitation, and we are fine to sit here. As I said, there are. Not many heirs, and if there were, there are not many mouths to speak of the messages they hear. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's grab a table in the corner then. We've all got a drink. Uh, I'll I'll get your um your next one. To yeah, Esmeralda. where is mine? Oh, to, to Esmeralda. No, that will not be needed. And uh, she looks impatiently over at the bartender, waiting for her her refill. See yourself. All right. Guess we'll uh. Well, once once you get your drink, I hope we'll uh, we'll we'll wander over to a a secluded corner. As those guys start to uh, move, the bartender does come up to you, Esmeralda, and kind of pours a quick drink, and he sort of leans in and goes, "Are you going to be all right with this lot, Esmeralda? They look a bit dangerous." Mm. 
Dangerous, perhaps, but... There is a time and a place for danger, and we all know we might need it. I'm gonna nod and put my hand on his cheek, slowly push my forehead to his, close my eyes, and then turn and walk to the table. He nods and just kind of lets you go as uh, Esmeralda joins you, as you're all kind of crowded around the table in the corner. And I want to say the drink that she has is the same kind of brandy that was ordered earlier, um, except there is a... Would it, would it be fine? Would there be an olive that I could have on it? <laughs> oh, certainly. <laughs> I want the olive to be like that of a uh, an, uh, an an orange slice. You know, they put it on the on the glass. Yeah, That's how the yeah, olive yeah. is. Mm. It's just oh. how she likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is, is Dick Fate looking jealously at that now? Though, it's like I didn't know we could get olives. <laughs> Dick, Dick Fate is stroking his chin, thinking that looks very sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy. I hope you didn't pay too much for this, because this is not elven wine. Let's be I paid a fucking load for it, so you're going to drink it, all right? But it tastes like piss. Yeah, well, you should have asked for a beer then, shouldn't you? No, Fine, brandy. I'll have yours. <laughs> I steal With Tommy's beer. I'm, I'm like, what? No, fuck off. Not in front of the guests. Oh, yeah, sorry. Now, children, let's discuss the island. Well... Yeah. My, my dad's there. My, my dad's there. Um, Your dad? Yeah. So, um, we're, and we're just mm. trying to catch up with him. Now, would I recognize Sophia? You wouldn't. You would know her name, though, if she is mm, okay. uh, going to give it at any point. No. <laughs> are, are we Are we going to give it? Let's be honest. I guess. Oh, my Yeah, yeah, he's um, Maximilian Landron. Oh, fuck, he, he should have said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Dick was going to say it anyway. <laughs> I will look inquisitively squinting. Do I know for Maximilian to have multiple uh, children, or would it be obvious if this is, you know, his daughter, clearly her name, her, this must be Sophia? You do know he has multiple children. Hmm. His... He is a pretty well-known name, like, even outside of Varadin, where he normally operates, even this far away. Landrin has a lot of power and wealth associated with it, so his his name gets mm. around, and he does attend things on this continent. And th- though he's never been to the island before, as far as you know, you do know that name well, so... Hmm. So, let's say that I believe you. Let's say that Maximilian is your father... What would your name be? Uh, Sophia Landron, unfortunately. Mm, mm, mm. And why? What? What? What brings you to believe that he is on the island? For I am not aware of this. Really? You know the comings and goings of assholes. Yes. Well, in this world there are naught but assholes. Seldom is peace in the heart of those who survive. I kind of look at Tommy and just, like, roll my eyes. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, we, uh, we did a bit of scrying, and, uh, we were let we, well, we know for a fact that he's on, he was on his way here. So, uh, mm. we're, we're, we're looking to, uh, to catch up with him. Sophia's got a little bit of unfinished business, and, um, yeah, we don't really want to wait until he leaves, so, heading there is our only bet, really. Hmm, yes. I see. 
Sophia, you Sophia, look. Show her the coin. The coin. Don't show her the coin. Show we don't coin. know what side she's on yet. I would like to see this coin. Oh, for fuck's sake, dick. You're such a dick. Yep. Then I start yes, trying I'm to... I'm also the smartest person here. So... <laughs> Are you, though? <laughs> or do you have the most intelligence? Let's, let's cut to the chase. <laughs> I guess I then again pat my pockets down looking for stuff. I may have a few things of Tommy's in my pocket just because he left them around. So I just picked them up. Daggers and stuff. Maybe a book of Rogar, uh, of dicks that he just left lying around. So I picked it up. You just, you just like rub stuff off people. Just no. Randomly. Well, if you've left it out in the open, I'm just tidying up behind you. No, no, no. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a. No, that that's just not a right response. At the end of the day, if a man leaves something on the floor, he knows exactly where it is. <laughs> exactly. And when you move it, then it's not there anymore. Then that's when you move it. <laughs> And then we ask you where it is, and you have the audacity to say well, it's where you put it. No, it fucking isn't. It's where you put it. <laughs> it was in the middle of the floor where I knew exactly where it was. I left that uh, in the toilet. I put it there on purpose. Esmeralda loudly slams her cup onto the table. Children, the coin. Sauce. Sauce, sauce, sauce. Uh, yep, yep, I got it. Here it is. And I put it on the table, but close to me, so she can't necessarily um, pick it up. Take it, yeah. You see a, um, a rather old-looking coin that was certainly common in Teatris when anyone of import might spend money, but it is very old, and you would recognize it as something that only those of a certain station Theatrus may carry. Hmm. Yes, fine. You look like you can handle yourselves, and I look over their weapons and armor and uh, assortments. You're not the kind to usually come looking for adventure, and you claim quite the name. Not many willingly claim the name Landrin in these parts. Do you know of the troubles, the the wayward path we must take to reach the island. Do you know what lay beyond it? Are you talking about the Red Scourge? Hmm. Among other things, yes. I know the, there's a disease prevalent around here, and obviously that's why we're here with you. Is, is there more that we should know? The disease is born of a mist, a foul mist. A mist that invades the body and the mind. One that will wither your soul and eat at your physical and mental core. You must have the proper protections and you must know when to travel. The island itself is just as unforgiving. You must be prepared to do what most cannot. To fight. Uh, what, what kind of fighting? I mean, we're uh, unfortunately uh, rather well-versed in the old uh, kicking people's asses, but not depends what kind of things we have to fight. It would be quite nice to know. Yeah, not light. Light. We, we, we don't want to do that. Yeah, let's not fight light again. No, there is seldom light to be seen there. To be felt, no warmth. Really, if uh... So wish... Go on. Sorry. <laughs> no, she, she beckons forward for you to continue. 
I was like, yeah, re really uh, selling the old place to us. Mm, I just wish for you to know what you get into. Now, as you have shown interest, you have shown reason and cause, ability and motivation. I will make a deal with you. I have issues of my own on the island that require such... And she nods toward uh, the weapons again. Require such solutions. The people of, of Ebonport are not there of their own free will. They cannot return. And I wish to see that changed. For I am an old lady, and I do not have the ability... My potions are curative, not destructive. Are they slaves? Not so much. More... More the crop. Oh. Indeed. If you help me, and you take on... You take on this quest on my behalf, that which I have waited many years to find those able to do so, those willing to do so, then I shall help you find your man, as well as passage to and from. I'm going to look at the others. I'm like, well, Tommy, Tommy doesn't like slavery. Tommy doesn't like nobles who would use people as, I mean, for what, what, I'm inf what he's inferring from this is effectively cattle. Um, so I'm pretty on board on taking this, this quest on. Do you want to do an insight check just in case, like, I mean, is that, is that, is it, just, just, is Sophia not, not sure? I mean, do, do you want to insight check it? I'll do it, yeah. Yeah. Just make sure that she's, I don't know, leading us down I mean, the I mean wrong it's, way. it's probably a good idea, let's be honest. We, we get led <laughs> down the wrong way quite a lot in this pod. So, yeah. <laughs> 18. Okay, Esmeralda, if you'd like to make either a persuasion or deception roll, depending on what you're saying. Let me do a, uh, here we go. Like that, I click a click. A twenty-four. Uh. Twenty-four. This old lady is mightily persuasive, and the plight of these people on the island does seem quite dire. You do also piece together that people being kept as some sort of crop or cattle is well, a terrible fate. And Sophia, given that you're the one questioning this with your insight, you do have a horrible suspicion that maybe you're more linked to this than uh, you'd care to admit. Esmeralda, are you talking about vampires here? Some call them that. The others call them the darkness. Whatever you call them, they are a blight on this, on this realm, and I would see to them stomped out of existence. What are you proposing here? Are you coming with us? Are you just asking us to do it for you? What do you want? I will ship you, and I know the routes, for I trade with members on the island. I know how to come and go unseen. Some of the lower, some of the lower ranking leadership have needs, and though I despise them, it is the only way I can come and go and help those on the island when I can. They give me passage, but I would like. I will put it simply, if you come with me on my boat, I can show you how to get onto the island, and I can show you the entrances to the castle I would like for you to, as I said, 
stomp them out of existence. If you do so, I will help you avoid the the mists, the disease, the prying eyes, and the hate. And my first tip, Sophia, is to not give your name so readily. I'm just going to stare daggers at her. I'm going to kind of look at her as well. Like, I, 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 that's exactly what I was fucking thinking. <laughs> oh, I didn't think they were going to... Was, she was going to help us if I didn't say it. All right, whatever. You best now my come name up is with a different Susie. name. Yeah, it's Susie. Good. All right. Susie. Okay. <laughs> uh, Susie. Like, like, Susie like Prince with just no second name. Just... Yes, just Susie. There we go. Susie McLeod. Or the, art, the <laughs> artist formerly known as Susie. <laughs> uh, can, can I can I just ask do you have obviously you've been living here for a while and you've seen the, the island and what, what it does do you have a personal reason why you want them stamped out so much I have my reasons and you have yours we needn't discuss the details okay I kind of I kind of look at the others I mean She's not being completely unreasonable. How does how does how does everyone feel about this? I mean, I say you already said told you Tommy's Tommy's pretty much on board with it. Let's be honest, free, free, freeing the slaves. Tommy kind of feels like yeah, that's that that's something he fits in with. It's not something he go, generally goes out of his way to do, but he's quite happy to do so. Dick Fate is a true hero. This sounds like something quite heroic. So uh, Dick is on board. Fight the power. And Oracle uh, <laughs> nod as well and go. Um... I can't stomach the idea of these bastard undead preying on mortals like that. Keeping them locked on an island sickens me. So I guess we're all in favour then. Yes, uh, we will do what we can to uh, eradicate the menace. But if nothing else, we will try our best to free those currently kept as cattle. Then I shall tell you the details. There is one vampire as you refer to them. He's quite the feudsome kind. He causes problems among his own kind. I believe if you were to kill his enemy on the island, it would cause them to fight amongst themselves so savagely that you would have time to evacuate the island with me. So you're proposing to take us to the... Unless you feel confident in killing them all... More the merrier, no. I guess. So, so, so you're proposing, you take us to the island, you wait for us, we do the deed among our own task and yours, and we meet you and you ferry us away. That's fine. With the others who are locked there. If they do not come with you, then you cannot reboard. Wait a minute, how big is your vessel? I mean, how many people are we trying to save here? That is a good question for Adam. (laughs) (laughs) She looks out the fourth wall. Ah. (laughs) I wave back. (laughs) I would say Esmeralda's ship is uh, probably a medium-sized boat, just about small enough that you can run by yourself, though it is difficult. Sometimes you might need to hire additional hands to uh, properly sail it. You also do have player's airship as well. If you'd prefer to take that route, it's up to you on what you think might be safer, either trying to go directly through, navigating the mists with uh, Esmeralda's help that way, or using it to go from above. 
I'd say her boat might be able to carry more people than your airship, at least given that you've taken over some rooms with a giant amount of machinery causing a uh, brain. But uh, yeah, it's up to you guys on which way around you want to go. The ship is medium-sized. You could carry probably about 50, 60 people on there in the hole. Good amount of people, exactly surely. Comfortably. Hmm? That's a good amount of people. It's a good amount. They won't be comfortable if you try to stack them that uh, shoved into the cellars of it. But uh, yeah. Just kill some of the extra then. It's fine. <laughs> nice, good-natured cleric that you are there. Yeah, definitely. Hmm. Well, I did, would would you have brought up the airship with me then? Would I would I would I know of this? Uh, you were in the pub when they landed, so if they haven't mentioned it, you don't know it yet. Hmm. And I'll just say yes, my ship, about fifty to sixty. If I say if they are prepared to squeeze, but I promise you they are. They will do anything to get off the island. And it's also worth noting that they are so starved, so malnourished that you could likely fit more than 60 normal sized and she looks at the half orc meaty beings <laughs> I mean I think there'd be more to say if Tommy was unmuted so because I could hear him quite clearly talking from the other room but anyway I, yeah I was just going to say well we've uh, we've got a uh, an airship outside if you saw it um Perhaps it might be easier to navigate to the island on that. And we've probably got similar amount of storage on there. You would not have the cover of the mist should you choose that route. The mist is how I get in. Do you know where you're going? I know how to get in and the mist. I am not so confident from above. Perhaps... Perhaps a compromise. Perhaps could your airship, your air vessel, arrive at a time of our choosing uh, a signal, perhaps, to evacuate at the proper time? Yeah, we could probably do that. We've got... uh, It has its own spirit, as it were. Perhaps Mm. that's something we can... uh, I'm kind of of spitballing here, um, but... presume we could probably do that i mean we might, unless we have to leave someone behind to actually pilot it i'll have no more of the spirit okay, okay. solara solara although i don't like i don't really like no we need we need her with us okie dokie if we're gonna get her abilities back perhaps maybe oh yes you're right could have rorik in the ship if you wanted stud could do he's quite handy to have in combat but um Dick can fly the ship. Also handy to have in combat. Also definitely not splitting the party like that. Again. (laughs) 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 The the, the golden rule is so immutable. Like, it's it's just so so immutable, rather, in this podcast. We just constantly split the party, even though we say we never will. So, no. Uh, Vetoed. Ashamedly, all I may propose an aid and she pulls out uh, two little potion bottles I all I may provide is this for your combat and they are um, they will help heal your wounds should you sustain any oh well love potions thanks yeah 
Yeah, so Absolutely. much desire this one. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> she strokes a half orc again. No. Um... <laughs> I mean, he does have I mean, his wang out. I mean, I mean <laughs> you know, if, uh, if we could negotiate a somewhat better deal, if uh, you have uh, 10 minutes behind the bike shed with the half orc, then. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of my stock goes to the townspeople. I apologize. That seems fair. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll have a, we'll have a think about the uh, logistics then of this ship. I'm not sure how we're going to do it. I guess we'll come on your boat and we'll find a way to get our airship to come at the designated time. Um, and we'll have to work out who we're going to leave behind to do that. It's probably going to end up being Rorik again. My brain. We've talked about this, and you agreed at the time we would not let the brain control the airship. Just an idea. He's so trustworthy. <laughs> <laughs> Not. <laughs> he wouldn't kill us uh, to get to the the book that we hold secret from him. He doesn't know we have the book. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't just fuck off and go looking for other stuff. Would we park our airship again? Oh, 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 no. Maybe we shouldn't have given it to the massively untrustworthy brain in the jar. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. I, I guess it's going to have to be Rorik, then, if we're going to do, do it like that. And to be honest, I like I like the idea of not being completely at the whims of Esmeralda and actually having uh, a, an airship controlled by an ally arriving to get us off the island, if everything goes badly. Yeah, yeah. Even if we can't save everybody, we can still get off the island. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, we'll... we'll, we'll I guess I guess we'll uh, we'll agree to those terms then. Hmm. Yes. Good. She is uh, peeling her. Wait. What? What was it? What, what did she have on the drink? It was a um. An olive. Olive. An olive. Yes. That's it. Uh, she's peeling the skin of the olive off very, particularly with her long nails. Very. She's good. still still studying the half orc. She does so. <laughs> Every now and then, her eyes glance <laughs> over. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> okay, so when do we go? Are you ready now? Uh, always ready. Uh, <laughs> yes, Give so. her a wink. Do it. Give her a wink. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I just realized I, I didn't do this originally, but uh, better late than never. I can show you all oh, the picture of Esmeralda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. Yeah. Look how yeah. sexy I am. Damn. Oh. Mm. <laughs> it's I mean, happily describe yourself more than you already have anyway. I mean, uh... So, other than... So, not wearing that get-up, but her... She's obviously got very wrinkled skin. She looks perhaps 80, 70 to 80-ish. She is wearing a crimson... Dark crimson red... Uh, robe i guess you would say with a hood that is uh around her shoulders she has little pendants around her neck but they don't look like normal pendants and looks like she's attached very shiny rocks or any similar items one of them looks like it may just be a a, a, a piece of a broken knife that she's tied around uh, using fishing wire or i don't know if fishing wire is a thing right now in mm -hmm. in this world but if it is then she has used that um, and the same around her wrist she has many different little jingly jangly 
what would probably appear to be garbage to most people, just little bits and pieces. Her robe, however, is in immaculate condition. There isn't a single stain or anything on it. Um, and her teeth are yellowing quite severely. Sophia, weren't you into a, a bit of potion craft back in the day? I did try alchemy. I failed miserably. Maybe uh, on our voyage, Esmeralda might be able to give you a few pointers. That'd be nice, but I'd hope she was uh, also piloting the ship. Uh, I mean, hopefully she she can. She's got some time. I don't know how how long or short this journey is. If not, not then, then fine. Long. Oh well, worth an ask. I'm, I'm assuming that that's your. You, you mentioned making potions and things. I guess alchemist perhaps is a is a term, or would you use something Me. different? Some call me that. She looks down at her drink. How would you uh, refer to yourself, then? I don't. Fair enough. She's going to down her drink, put the glass on the table, and slowly stand up. If that is quite enough, I will return in 15 minutes. Be ready. And then she's going to shuffle out the door. Time for another round? Dick, are you going with her? (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't need 15 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> 30 seconds later <laughs> it's been a while to be fair to be it's fair been a while. It, it, it's been it's quite nice not having to flirt with cookson true <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. um but def- definitely there's time for another round so i'm gonna like nod at everyone to see who wants another drink and do you, do you still want that wine, even though you slated it so much? Sophia? No, I'm, I'm quite happy with your beer, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, I'm using your coin for the next round, and I'm getting myself get two. Piss. Oh, I'll try. <laughs> While you guys are uh, getting the next round in, Rurik will ask, uh, so if I'm uh, if I'm man in the airship, what, when do you want me to arrive? Do you want to give yourselves a day, or more than that? Esmeralda said you had to arrive at a specific time and place. Um, at least that's how she put it. So I'm guessing if you pop out with us now, we'll 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 work out kind of an, a rendezvous. But I'm hoping I'm hoping a day, maybe two at the at the most. Uh, have you got enough coin for staying in the village, sitting yourself up for a little while? I I should be all right on that front. Get to know the locals a little bit, see what's going on here. All right. I do agree that an airship's going to be a damn sight obvious if we show up, if they've got defences and whatever manner of undead are defending the place. Might cause a bit of a ruckus when I arrive. Yeah, well, we're going to, uh, we might need you as the cavalry. Did we Did we ever get this other set of sending stones? Got a pair from Amonja Hall. You didn't buy the second pair, though. The no, spare I one. think they Was were really expensive. Yeah. Why, why are we always so cheap? <laughs> cheap on need... pot. We might need that, that, that coin later on. We might need those items later on. You know, we're going to complete the entire, every arc of this, or we'll all be dead, and we're still going to have items on our corpses we never used. Because <laughs> you never know with every game. Okay, so you all get another round of drinks in and chat and converse about uh, what just happened, and, well, if you're ready, Esmeralda, you can return or summon them from the door. What are you doing? Yeah, Esmeralda shuffles back in with her hood now pulled up over her head 
and she also has a dark green mesh like uh, uh, I guess I guess just mesh around the lower half of her face covering her nose and mouth and hanging off it are again little pieces of glass that look like they've been connected to it in her hand she carries several of them and when she walks up to the table she hands them to you you will need these this is the only thing that the mist cannot penetrate that I have found. Ooh. I'm gonna kind of hold it up, hold it up to the to, to the light, and go. Ah, interesting. Esmeralda uh, runs the runs her hand over one of the uh, mesh that she put on the table, uh, moving the little pieces of of, of rounded off glass, and she says, mm, "The glass is more decoration than anything, but." If you must travel, you might want to travel in style. She raises her hand and flicks the little glass on hers, and you hear her chuckle just a little bit. She clearly takes great pleasure in jingly janglies. <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, what's the rendezvous for the airship coming then? Uh, when and where, though Rorik knows. If we set off in the hour, she looks out the door at, to the sky... And you are quick-footed once we arrive. I would say arrive in two days. Or it kind of looks to the rest and goes, I can do that if that's what you all are happy with. She looks to the bartender and then to Rorik and says, He has a room. He knows my name and he knows my trust. He will put you up. Appreciate it. I'll kind of... um... I'll, uh, I'll, I'll stretch out a hand to Rorik, and in Wolfish, I'll just say, keep your eyes open, Rorik, and uh, stay safe. He'll uh, respond the same to you in Dwarvish as well, and kind of cast an eye around everyone and goes, I best keep everyone safe. Right, lad? Yeah, and I'll clap him on the shoulder. I just like speaking Dwarfish because I took it when, like, this is the first person I've ever <laughs> supposed to speak to. You. So, <laughs> I thought this would be massively useful. There's going to be loads of dwarves that we come across. Like, three? <laughs> um, I go to Rurik and say, the last time we left you, you ate my animals. This time I'm not leaving you any fucking animals. I well, last time you left me on the side of a frozen mountain with no food, so you know. Animals, it was. <laughs> I'm just gonna turn around and flick my hair into his face. <laughs> That's a bit. <laughs> Why do I hate this cleric so much? I don't know, but when he turns on us, we'll know why. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the door close as Esmeralda has left. Uh, okay, I guess we follow. Dick is following post-haste. <laughs> Rick will uh, head off back to the airship for now, just to get it prepared. Dick is following with a gleam in his eye that he hasn't seen for many moons. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to see her go, but I love to see her go. <laughs> Fate is enchanted. <laughs> Okay, well, I guess I would be leading them to uh, my my ship. Indeed. So you head through the town of Ridgethorn, and you get to wander through all its uh, downtrodden glory. You see quite a few other fishermen around. All of them seem to have that strange hacking cough, and you do wonder, 
is this in relation to the Red Scourge in some way? They don't seem to have any other effects that you notice. They all are walking around, talking, preparing their fishing nets and getting their boats ready and all that sort of stuff, like typical workday activities. But all of them seem to have quite a bad cough. And you notice you, Tommy, as the most perceptive, I'd say. A few of them seem to wipe away a bit of blood from their hand when they cough. But um, as you weave your way through the town, catching up with Esmeralda, who is slow, but she uh, got a bit of a head start on you as you were all chatting. You uh, make your way down to what is effectively the port here towards her ship. The uh, the ship itself uh, would be a, a, a wooden of wooden make, a normal you know, ship, but uh, I, I, I feel you would note that there are some uh, lengthy black rags along the sides that run along the entire uh, circumference of the ship. They blow in the wind. More jingle janglies on board? Perhaps. <laughs> um, and I guess I would just uh, board the ship. Do I... I never asked. Do I have uh, a, a crew of any kind? I kind of imagined I had, uh, like, one person who was, you know, the sort of the... the, the would, would, would head the... Well, I don't know ship terms. Um, the, the, the bosun. Bosun, the, yeah. The, I'm not great with ship terms either. You have would make the wooden vessel <laughs> swim. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the splashy, splashy man. Yes. <laughs> I want to. He's going to be out there with, like, waving his legs, trying to push this <laughs> Waving something, anyway. <laughs> uh, we'll say you have a helmsman. Who actually, yeah, you have a helmsman. helmsman someone who uh, the... actually directs it. Okay, yeah, who, who spins the big wheel. Very yes. good. Um, and. <laughs> I want. I'll just nod to him as I board, and then make my way inside the cabin. Can I? Can I? Can I just do an insight check because this uh, this this seafaring lady seems to know very little about ships. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. She knows a great deal. I do not. <laughs> You've never seen someone with such seafaring knowledge, knowledge Tommy. <laughs> Okay. Born on the water. <laughs> I mean, I'm, 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 the, the only water I ever saw was slightly, uh, uh, like brown and um, filling, filling gutters. So I wouldn't know anything at all. Yeah, you grew up in a landlocked city. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're like, ah, yes, the splashy, splashy man. Yes. 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 One of those. <laughs> clearly, clearly. Okay, so you all get on board, and I guess, well, time is of the essence here. So presumably, we're setting right off. Across the ocean towards Teatris and into the mists. Guys, can I just say is this this is the third boat that Tommy's been on after a swan boat, an airship, and this. It's the most yeah. normal one you've been on. This is this yeah, but yet it still seems weird because I've never been on a boat before. Hmm. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. And I will invite them into the the main cabin during the during the trip. Oh. All, all of us or just Dick? <laughs> him first and then 30 seconds later everybody else okay. <laughs> Dick will enjoy those 30 seconds very much yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been a lonely half walk <laughs> alright so uh, are you guys coming in are you are you yeah, I'll, I'll I'll head in. I'm kind of um, kind of got my hands in my pockets, like a bit of a tourist, like perusing, like oh, yeah, it's the um, 
There's the splashy, splashy man. There's the uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the 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 big handkerchiefs that make the thing go. Yep. <laughs> now, when we get to the mist, it is imperative that you do not take off your. Hmm. I guess I've never given these a name. She looks to Sophia. Girl, <laughs> what would you name these? What's she pointing to? Your um, to you, to the, the, the mesh around the face. Your COVID mask. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, the mask. She's asking, yeah. Your PPE. Yeah. Yeah. She's asking what you would name them. <laughs> masks, mate. The masks. What else do you think they are? Hmm. Not as creative as I hoped. That is fine. The yes, swirly whirlies. <laughs> ah, yes, the swirly whirlies. Make sure you do not take off your swirly whirlies. I've forgotten my name. What is my name now? Susie. Susie, I'll write it down. Do not make that mistake on the island. That's why I'm making it now with my swirly whirly. Mm, Yes. Fair. Anyway, then Esmeralda is going to sit uh, in a in a a plump chair and wait silently. Um, I don't know about you guys, but uh, my swirly whirly feels a bit claggy. And uh, I can't really breathe very well. Oh my god! Oh, just, 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 just don't take it off. Don't take it Lara off. Lara raises an eyebrow at you and looks shocked. <laughs> no offense. No offense. It's just um, I'm unaccustomed to um, wearing something in front of my face. Hmm. Okay. Well, can you... I take? No, go on, go on. I was going to say, can I take some creative license and dictate a little bit of? travel action here is that is that fine or i was gonna say after some time a wire that runs from the front of the room through a little divot cut into the door it runs across the ceiling with little leaves and pieces of paper little pieces of glass hanging from it it starts to shake vigorously and esmeralda stands up and she says we approach the mist Make sure you do not take off your swirly whirly. And then she's going to uh, make sure hers is adorned and and walk out. Do we follow? Yeah. It's up to you. Kind of you wish. I'm I'm kind of asking everyone. Do do we? I guess guess the room is not airtight. Okay, we'll follow. You do notice just by the door, especially by that little divot where the wire runs in, just these faint little red wisps of smoky mist starts to come into the room. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's follow. And then she's just going to go stand out near the helmsman and uh, wait for the mist to eventually part. Okay. It's a relatively smooth bit of sailing, actually. The water seems quite calm, so you make it through the mist at a decent pace, though it does take, I'll say this point in time let's say it takes almost two hours to get through that's enough time for your breathing apparatus to last but don't know if it would make two trips you might have to swap to a spare but you're able to get through and now you're on the other side of the red mist and all of you finally set your eyes upon the island of Teatrus. looks to be a large chunk of land that spreads off along the horizon you see, it's quite sizable. You see some mountains, you see some valleys, you see 
what might be settlements not too far away. If any of you've got any sort of spying apparatus, I'm guessing Esmeralda might have something to uh, guide the ship in. Helmsman most likely would as well if you wish to borrow it. But you can certainly see activity on the island. You see some quite dense forests. You see some uh, rocky outcrops along the side. You see some cliffs that look incredibly dangerous. And towards the center back of the island, reaching up into the mountainy parts, you see what looks like some sort of structure. And you'd guess, looking through a spyglass, it looks like a castle of sorts, dark and gothic and looming over all below. Esmeralda turns to them and pointing very clearly at the uh, at this structure, this gothic castle. Our quarrel is in there. I can lead us to the back, but at a certain point I can no longer follow, for it is too sheer. There are some mm, dangerous drops that you must traverse. Once you have completed the task, you may make your way out through the front gates unheeded, for chaos will reign. But until that time, I will not see you again, so if you have any questions, please ask them now. Who exactly are we going to kill? She looks at Sophia, specifically. His name is Joseph Landrin. Oh. He is a menace. Um. Ah. Right. Um. Do you know his history? I'm guessing we're related. I'm guessing, I'm hoping we're not. Yeah, kind of, kind of, I'm guessing to, Tommy certainly is, and probably Dick as well, is like looking at you like, Landrin, really? Old Uncle Joe? <laughs> and thus, your name is Susie, not Sophia. Yep, Susie. Mm. Yep, yep, totally. He commands a wing of the castle. He jaunts about like he is royalty. It will not be hard to find him. He is not afforded the guard of the upper levels, however, so he makes the perfect target. Right, you okay. You'll be able to tell him from a large scar that runs from the top left of his brow down to his right shoulder. Make sure he is dead. And, and how... Let's. He is a vampire, and I'm, I'm guessing all of the... Are we talking garlic? Are we talking stakes through the heart? Are we talking sunlight? What are we talking about? She looks to the fourth wall again. <laughs> I'd say Sophia, actually, as a cleric, do a religion check. Oh, fuck you me. Biggest idea. Where's Rorik? You need him. You left him on the airship. <laughs> and he doesn't like you. <sighs> I thought he liked everybody. Everyone but you. 17. <laughs> uh, 17. With that, you think back to your own um, training on this, and there are a lot of rumors about vampires and a lot of different ways that they may or may not be hurt. The ones you know for certain with a 17, you know, sunlight. They definitely do not like sunlight. You're not certain if that's the only way to kill them. You've heard lots of other ways. I mean, stakes to the heart, throwing water at them that might be holy. You're not sure. There's lots of things that may or may not work. You might have to test them out, but you definitely know for certain that sunlight is something that just ruins their day. I guess that's what uh, Esmeralda would say. She would, uh, I don't know much about how to dispose of them, though sunlight seems the most assured way. Bring him about and let him fry. Is there 
is there anyone else we should know about on the island? Any other? Um, well, obviously there's a lot of people, but any particular notable NPCs that we might encounter? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, uh, like, who's, who are the big players, basically? Ooh, that's a good question. Do I know the names of the individuals? I don't know if we... You, I think I sent them to you. I'll type out the two people who are in charge. Aha, I have a drift globe that can do daylight. Cool. At the top of the totem of foulness is one named Darius Landron. And next to him is Rebecca Nostra. They lead with an iron fist. Brutality. You do not wish to cross their path. And, uh, Bit, bit, bit of a family reunion going on then, Sophia. Uh, My I name is Susie. Susie. I mean Susie. So and this this Darius character, he's not a big fan of uh, Joseph, and there's not a not a lot of, lot of love lost in there. He is, in fact, a you could say they have a family feud, and should. Should something ignite the flames, the kindle that is built between them all, and should it seem as though another of the household has done it, they will burst into the flames of hatred. They will tear the, tear each other apart. I have studied them for many years. They are looking for an excuse to explode. Um, I, I turn to Tommy and say, well, hopefully, because Rogar's not here, it's not going to be like the Shimming River camp. Ideally, yeah. Okay, so you've been studying for years. We're going in effectively blind. It, where does... You say Joe's not, he's not too hard to uh, to find. He tends to strut around the, the, the show. He's obviously not going to be... to his quarters. Okay, that's, that's going to be helpful. Yes. I have, among the townsfolk, if you can call them that. I have slowly over the years dug a path and we have now a possible path except those on the island are far too weak and I am far too old. Guards. We have waited. Mm-hmm. Uh, guards, anything else to look out for? Not really even guards in his quarters. He's not afforded such. He will be alone. Yeah, you wanted us to make it seem like someone else had done it. How yes. would you go about framing somebody else? Do you have something of theirs that... He pulls out a a little uh, a piece of cloth of, that is folded and she offers it to you and uh, inside it, assuming you open it, I would, mm-hmm. um, is um, what look to be fake fingernails. These scar scar a piece of him that you leave with these and it will be as if it'll be as if they've done it themselves. Okie dokie. Uh last but not least, do you uh want any of his teeth? <laughs> no. His teeth are vile. They serve no curative properties. Okay. Just just thought I'd check. Do we do we have any other questions? Is there anything we, we, we kind of want to know? So she's going to drop us off at his his abode. We're going to bail in there, murder him, cut part of him off, scratch him up, drag him outside, and let the sun do its work. Is that about the size of it? 
Yes. Yeah. From there, when the guard are called against each other and loyalties and family ties break apart, you will have free roam of the island. The townsfolk will not shun your will not shun your appearance should you keep that name out of your mouth. Never heard of her. My name's Susie. Mm, good. And then Esmeralda's just going to turn back to the front. And I imagine the ship is going to be taken around the back of the island? Uh, yes, it will indeed. Alrighty. Um, and then uh, I will uh, lead them to the rocky outcropping with a uh, a thin path that seems to have been painstakingly mined apart. Looking at the little notches of rock that have been pulled away, the tools must have been incredibly small. It must have taken many years to do. Sorry, you seem to be do- taking over the DM position here. <laughs> mm, that's fine by me. Gives me a little bit of a, a bit of a night off. It's nice. <laughs> but, uh... We leave a lot of talking up to to Cookson. Oh yeah, uh... <laughs> of really awkward questions as well, all the way through. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I haven't been a player in about ten years, so. I'm... <laughs> I'm... Yep. <laughs> No, no, that's perfect. So yes, you go around to the back of the island and you see this uh, very carefully dug break through the rock. It's difficult to get to because obviously you're on uh, open water here and this is not a port or somewhere that you can easily pull up to. But as you weigh down anchor, you're able to just stabilize enough to be able to kind of drop a gangplank across and uh, make your way into there so who's doing what are you all going in it's quite treacherous i will say that it's not easy water is splashing against the rocks it's very slick you might have to hold hands to get across tie ropes together that kind of thing i'll uh, i'll let dick take uh, esmeralda's hand um <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 follow on and reach out a hand for him um, for Sophia if she take, wants to take it and i assume yeah. we're also bringing um solara as well yeah, we'll come up the rear. Um, if we fall, then I'm guessing Dick can hold everybody with his might, right? Down straight. <laughs> Esmeralda swoons just a little. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. If you're sort of daisy-chaining this, I'll say, um, Dick, do me an athletics check with, I'll say with advantage, because you're all kind of holding on, you've tied yourselves together, that kind of stuff. Dick rolls a 27. Oh, nice. Natural 20. Those uh, burly half-orc muscles really pull the weight here, and you're able to make your way just into the rock face without anyone crashing horribly to their deaths in the waters below. Yeah. Not, not that that would have ever have happened, of course. <laughs> sure. <laughs> As Dick flexes his bicep, is there snow on top of that mountain? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so before you, you see quite a dark, carved-out uh, passageway into the rock. And uh, well, Esmeralda, are you leading the way, or are you letting the stronger folks go ahead first? I, again, can I take some creative license, or? Yeah, uh, go for it. All right. So Esmeralda, you know, you see the beads of seawater flecked on her face, but you also notice that some of it is a little bit of sweat and perspiration just from being in the presence of such a manly orc. And she wipes her face and makes her way into the dark 
into the dark tunnel. She, she pulls out of a divot in the in the in the rock, a very roughly put one, a torch that looks new and unlit before, and she holds it toward uh, the group. Do you have a method for lighting this? It would be much easier. No. Yeah. I mean, I, I got I've got some uh, some matches tinderbox. I've but... got a continual flame going on. Yeah, but that's a pretty hefty spell. Oh, yeah. That... Oh, no, it, you do it once, don't you? You do, you do but like that's not like a second level spell or something? Or just no, but I've it. had it on this entire time. Oh, on what? I can't remember, it's on my shield. Oh, yeah, you, you've got a spare sacking over your shield, haven't you? You just go, yeah. Whoop, pull the sacking yeah. off your shield, and it's just like daylight. <laughs> oh, so is that, are we using that as a light source? Yeah, we'll use uh, that. I mean... All right, she she shrugs and puts it back. Mm, good. Well, <laughs> we need it again. <laughs> Sophia, master of stealth. <laughs> she'll she'll uh, wave for Sophia to come up closer to walk beside her. The uh, the part at which I cannot follow is just ahead. His quarters are three three stories down into the rock. We have cleared to his wall, and you need but knock over the remaining bricks. It may take a strong hand, but I doubt you will have an issue with it. And uh, she leads you all down this winding path that slowly uh, inclines downward until you get to a ledge. And there is a, a rope ladder, a very tattery rope ladder that looks like it's made out of plant fibers and not proper rope but it goes quite a distance down this is secure though i would take it one at a time uh, perhaps the light should remain above until the end oh I'll, I'll go first then and i can put i can uh, put my goggles on um so that i can see uh i've got dark vision huh? you agreed to a nice uh, black and white view of a very rickety looking rope ladder and, uh, and I'm also the most dexterous in case it does snap. <laughs> um, so I, I will, I will gingerly begin making my way down the ladder. Is, is, is this this as far as she takes us? Yeah, the idea is she's probably not. Got, she she doesn't believe she has the strength to to do this. But just beyond is the wall that you can break into to be in his quarters. Okay, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll give her a sort of a little salute as I drift as my head pops up down out of vision and i'll i will see you on the boat uh yes uh good luck to you too and i'll um yeah I'll, I'll make my way all the way down i presume i'm okay yep yeah um though the ladder is quite rickety i'll say this it's been quite well made so it's difficult and you definitely don't think that esmeralda would be able to make her way down at 70 nearly 80 years old but as a uh 30 something year old strapping adventurer you make your way down without too much difficulty I mean, I'm blushing now. I've been called strapping twice in this pod. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's even trying to get into my pants, though. So. It's catching. <laughs> yeah, um, you're, yep. you land cool. softly at the bottom. Does the light of the shield make it all the way? I sorry, how far is the light of the shield? Like, would we still be able to see him, or would he go into the dark, um, being that it's quite a distance? I want to say continual flame is like 60 feet, so he'd go into the dark. Uh, do you want to check that, Sophia? Or I might be able to find you. I might have it. I thought I would have it written down, but I do not. I think it's in one of your spell slots, isn't it? Isn't it? 
Yeah, but it doesn't give me that date uh, um, information. Yeah, no. it doesn't really specify, so I'd say no, it's, it yeah, it's not no. super important. Feet. It's just, yeah. yeah. It's equivalent to a torch, they say, I'd say. Right, so that's like mm. 60 feet with dim light. So, yeah, Tommy would disappear into the darkness. Okay, all right. Anyway, then I'll motion for uh, forgetting names. Uh, Dick, would it be? Yeah. Yes, Dick Fate. Uh, did you guys grab the, the potions, by the way? I put them on, nobody mentioned. I just uh, you, sorry, yeah, put I, it I on think... record. Yes, oh, mm-hmm. on, on, on record, we scooped them off and stuffed it into the bag of holding. Okay, what exactly um, are they? Uh, the health potions is what she... They're superior um, healing. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, Adam will I need to define them. I'll say <laughs> the two... Uh, Supreme healing. I'll say greater healing. <laughs> yes, that's it. It's not, it's not bad. That's really good. <laughs> it's in the bag. It's in the bag. Yes. Um... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, in, in just just for future reference, anything you say you you, you hand in our general direction gets snaffled. <laughs> general direction. Yeah. A knowing glance, it gets it gets taken. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll be I'll be waiting at the bottom because obviously can Dick has Dick got dark vision? He does. Yeah. Okay. So Sophia's the only one, and she can put the shield on her. Back, that should be yeah. fine. And I'll go back. Yeah, I'll badass. be last. Can I mean to be fair? Can Esmeralda get back by herself in the dark? Yeah, I mean she's, you know, I, I assume so. She knows this path. They, they've been yeah. digging it for years, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's yeah. one way. So just put your hand against the wall, feel your way back, you'll be fine. I think. She she kicks herself having having not thought that she's going to have to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so it's, it's it's Sophia going down now. Yes. Yeah, so Lara will go over right. and then like beckon for Sophia to follow. Well, then I because I'll um because I want to say uh, just again, Esmeralda says, "Do not mention your name." My name's Susie. Leave me alone. Yes, good Susie. I keep wanting to go Susie sheep, but that's that's Peppa Pig. Sorry. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Su- Su- Susie <laughs> Shepherd. Susie Shepherd. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and then uh, uh, she'll uh, she'll nod to Sophia a, a, a goodbye, and uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, see you soon. Okay. So Sophia disappears down into the darkness, and now the group of you are sat at the bottom of a cave. You do see a rather thin wall, kind of face to face with you. You've got about maybe twenty feet of space back here. As you're all standing down there, and you see the wall. You hear a uh, a slipping, a slithering, a uh, wind falling, and you note that the rope ladder falls to the ground, and that the edges have been cut off at the top. Fuck's sake! Right, okay. There's only one way to go. Then I, gu- I guess, guys. Either that's an insurance policy that we do the job, or she's out to fuck us over. Either way, only one way to go. Yeah. Can you? Um, I mean. So where a, a brick wall appears? Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah, a very thin brick wall. Can I kind of go and take a perception check through the brick wall to see if I can hear anything the other side? Certainly. Uh, Twenty-three. Twenty-three. You don't really hear much. Maybe a little bit of stone movement. It's really hard to tell. Nothing that stands out to you. No signs of like. Someone breathing on the other side of the wall, that kind of thing. 
Right, so we're going to smash our way into this guy's gaff and then, I guess, uh, slap him about a bit if he's there and if he's not, wait till he turns up and hope he's alone. Sure. So, you smash down the wall. I mean, are we ready? I'm just going to say, guys, do you, you said about dragging him out into the light. Do you, or do you want me to just do the orb that I have? The drift orb can do sunlight. Does it actually count as real sunlight enough to burn a vampire? I don't know. I, it says well, daylight. Let's. Um, it's not a bad shout, though, is it? Well, we can try it, but I'm guessing we're going to have to fight him first. He's not. We're not just going to put a bag over his head and like carry him off over our shoulder. So, yeah, if it doesn't burn his skin, then we'll um, we'll find another way to go. Dick, you ready? Dick is ready. Dick is always ready. Okay. So you kick down the door. Dick, kick down the wall. Dick. Uh, should we, should we, are you readying weapons and equipment, I guess? Yeah. Do you have a preference of what you got rocking in? Sword and shield. Okay, Dick I'm going to... Sword and shield. I'm going to go with a gun then, and I'll, I'll hover back in the in the gloom in the hope that I can um, maybe get a snipe shot if he's like literally waiting on the other side. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and hide while you knock the door down. Jump me to um, make a stealth check. I mean, it doesn't really matter because there's nobody there, but, you know, you can see how well I'm hidden. You can. It's kind of a hole behind a wall, but for the sake of it, go for it. I was just thinking I could shoot through the hole in the wall when we've got the hole, but, yeah, I don't know. Might be good for a start. A 17? It's not actually very good, but, (laughs) okay, (laughs) you know, we'll see. So, Dick, put the boot to it. Dick, putting the boot to the wall. Okay. As you do so. In fact, do me a a strength. Do me an athletic. Go for it. (laughs) Fun times. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, I, I, I was a little, a little bit worried. <laughs> it would have been hilarious. <laughs> Dick, you kick the wall with a twenty-four, and it basically crumbles before you, and that kind of worries you because, yeah, this is an old wall, but why did it go down quite that easily? As the darkness of the room in front of you is cloying and almost threatening as your eyes adjust with your dark vision you just hear a voice call out ah ladies and gentlemen dinner is served <laughs> and that's where i'm gonna end this episode <laughs> ah shit oh, <laughs> so i hope you all enjoyed that no <laughs> I mean, Paul, why, why do we always it? have people come over to do to help us out with the pod and then screw us over? Passing <laughs> <laughs> a theme here. Paul. Yeah, they're all I, a- Paul. I absolutely Paul. love the Esmeralda character, though. She's <laughs> she's, she's a charmer. Yeah, I, uh, I, she's I, a lot of fun. <laughs> in, in, in fairness, I'm um, I'm very worried. I'm very sad that you didn't. Um, you and Dick never sort of made it, but. Yeah, there's still time. <laughs> if 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 yeah, maybe maybe they'll not eat him. Maybe you know, maybe mm-hmm. I can eat him first. 
Um, <laughs> hello. Uh, wow. I would say we're not that kind of pot, but we are. Come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Debatably. Debatably. Uh, GTMP After Dark. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just want to say, obviously, a big thank you to uh, Paul for coming on the show and providing an excellent character in Esmeralda. I had a lot of fun with this one. I think it was a little thank bit you for and... inviting me it was ah. super fun yeah anytime that you don't mind getting up at five in the morning <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it, the sun is now up and my day is starting so this is a good way to start the day good I'm glad pretty, pretty old lady <laughs> yeah exactly yep. Yep. <laughs> but yeah it was super fun everybody that was uh super cool oh man thank awesome. you for yeah really appreciate you coming down and uh yeah nice to meet you yeah you yeah. too and I will. Uh, I look forward to hearing how uh, how y'all get out of this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be uh, its own barrel of fun. But uh, okay, so well, thank you for joining us, everyone. That was Gunpowder Treason, no plot. I hope you all enjoyed the show. And uh, yeah, if you want to check us out, go to uh, Patreon.com/slash/GTMP if you want to support the show. Otherwise, we are available just on all your major podcast providers. If you want to chat with us, we're also on Twitter. I'm there as at No. My players there with their player names and GTMP at the end of it. And we also have a Facebook website and a WordPress website, all at Gunpowder Treason No Plot. And I'll uh, hand over to my co-host to say their own goodbyes. And I include you in that poll, too. If you want to plug anything or say anything, go for it. Yeah, do you want me to? I'll go first, then. Yeah, um, go, for go for it. If you are interested in hearing any more of my sexy old lady voices, you can find me on the Sons of the Fathers podcast, which is a sci-fi horror slash little bit of fantasy Call of Cthulhu TTRPG podcast. Uh, we play 7th edition uh, Call of Cthulhu, and uh, it's a blast. Uh, you can also check out www.necropodicon.com as I run the Necropodicon network. And uh, we have plenty of... Uh, fun shows and gaming movies all of that but uh yeah that's me thanks again my going first yeah as, yes, as, as normal you do always yeah. yeah okay okay i thought we were swapping it all hello my name is dick fate the agony hunt for Baradin. Tonight, we have a question from Dick Fate. Dear Dick, did you ever think that we should probably have a middle name? I quite like Leland. I'm not too sure why, but uh, I think it suits. And uh, maybe we should swap the duster for a smoking jacket. That might be a good idea. Yes. Anyway, tell me what you think. Leland? Yep. You're a bizarre man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, fully on board with a smoking jacket and a monocle. There has to be a monocle. <laughs> the monocle. <laughs> there has to be a monocle. Um, yeah, I better roll some dice then. Yes, you have to. Which I didn't get out before this, because even though I know this happens every session, I still am not at all prepared. Uh, it's a six and a one, a 61. Have we had that before? Six. No, we have not. 61 is Mantle of Spell Resistance. Uh, you had an advantage on saving throws against spells while wearing this cloak. 
That is literally all it says. Well, fuck yeah, you I mean, then. Sounds sounds pretty helpful though. I'm not gonna lie, spells are, spells aren't nice. We, well, if you believe in them. Yeah, well, I, I kind of have to now, don't I? Really, I don't like I don't like that they exist, but there's not much, much I can do about it. Uh, well, as long as you just keep not believing, maybe they won't kill you. I mean, the belief belief is quite strong, you know. There's there's a, there's a lot to be said about belief. Maybe there's a god of anti magic or something that Tommy could not believe in. Um, you, you could certainly try find one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, thank you all for joining us, and again, thank you to Paul for uh, joining us in our little uh, fun session here today. Do check out his shows, and uh, do check out the network as well, because we're there too. And uh, yeah. Hope you all enjoyed the episode, and we'll see you in two weeks' time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. See ya. found this Theron black box. I thought you might want to take a look at it. She hands over a clear rectangle sheet of uh, black glass with smooth edges. Oh, wow. This is really cool. Where did you get that? You shouldn't have that. I found it on a Theron ship that crashed. Maybe I could take it to a friend? I would use the word friend lightly. Misha walks over to a small filing cabinet that's next to his bed and he takes a key from around his neck. He um, unlocks the cabinet and he pulls out two black cases which are both marked with Theron symbols. As you place it down, it instantly lights up. You know what this means, right? This could be the chance we've been looking for. That doesn't sound good. Sons of the Fathers is a sci-fi horror podcast using the 7th edition Call of Cthulhu role-playing system. It is a Necropodicon original. We advise that the show isn't for children, but is great for those who revel in hapless protagonists facing ever-increasing bad odds. Sons of the Fathers. Boundless space. Endless horror. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.